Yep. All right. Okay. How much okay. of that did you get? Uh, All of it. About four minutes worth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can like, tell you were recording. He's like, I got enough. <laughs> I got enough to send you all away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw this thing online when it was like somebody posted a like Confederate flag with like the hammer and sickle in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. And this one guy like got like like he took it really like, personally. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like <laughs> no. no, he did. And then he's like, Oh, did did you get triggered? You fucking pussy. And it's well, like it sounds like you did. Full, yeah. Like three posts of all caps, and then he's like, Oh no, he posts. Well, uh, that flag, the Liberian flag, over and over and over, like a, as in the emoji. Liberian flag. And he's like, does that trigger you, motherfucker? And somebody goes, that's the Liberian flag, yeah. not the American flag. <laughs> what an idiot! Yeah. My favorite is the flag that. is different enough. He saw that picture and he just blew up the fucking post with comments in all caps, and he, he's like, it's clear that the triggered one is my point. He's oh, like, yeah. He was like, I could do this from my TSA desk, and uh, <laughs> you got to respect the fact that I um, did whatever the least important job is in the Coast Guard. For and the like person who posed, <laughs> and so I'm a veteran. Yeah. The twist is that that was our president. Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. It was Richard sense. Nixon. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get so, into it. So, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. You know what you're doing. You're listening to History Boys. History Boys. History Boys. <laughs> uh, I am Christopher Whedon, and to my left, uh, we have character actor James Cromwell. <laughs> Tyler Armantrout. Okay. Uh, and Mistake. over here, we have Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Uh I resent that. Yeah, that's, that's a very mean thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jerry Nash. Jerry Jerry Nash. Not yeah. actually Ted Cruz. Also, no, I resent being James Cromwell because he is currently facing incarceration because of activism. Well, I just thought having those two guys on a He's, podcast would be really... In, they have very different political opinions. Yeah. yeah, they do. And I'm sure that James Cromwell Re- is not a fan remember of Remember in Star Trek no. First Contact when he was like, you are astronauts on some sort of... Star Trek, and it was like ding, 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 and it well, like straight, did like a, like three notes of the song. Was that in the movie or was that in an that episode? Was, that was in the movie Star Trek: First Contact. Okay, oh, yeah, because he, he was the one who built the yeah he, was yeah, the, he built the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. warp drive. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but uh, oh, uh, Zephram Cochran. Yeah, that's James right. Cromwell. That's right. James Cromwell. Zephram Cochran built the warp drive. It was a documentary about James Cromwell building Picard. a warp drive in his backyard, and, and he was an well. alcoholic, and they were thrown by that. Yeah, they were like, I don't know about this. We don't have alcoholics in the future. Yeah. We cured alcoholism. They only drink Earl Grey hot. Well, and like blood wine, right? Doesn't like the, the Klingons, they drink like blood wine. Or that, uh, you watch a lot more that Star Vulcan Trek than I <laughs> yeah. I've already clearly, exhausted the clearly. limit. No, what about that brandy in Star Trek 2? <laughs> when they drink, when uh, Bones brings uh, Kirk that like, like, like fucking like Vulcan brandy or whatever, and they take oh, a shot, yeah. and they're like, ooh, that's real strong. Yeah. It's supposed to be stronger they're than They're a bunch Rick. of liars. They're like, yeah. no, oh, we're all alcoholics, but yeah. we don't want to admit it. It was strong because yeah. the pussy. <laughs> they drink it, no reaction, and they're like, yeah, that was really strong. And then yeah. the fucking heads explode. Yeah. Uh, All right. Do you, you guys want? <laughs> you know who is? However, James Cromwell. Uh, you know who he's a big fan of, and I bet Ted Cruz is not. Are the people of Mexico? Right. This is uh, the Mexican Revolution Part Two. Jerry, what Finally. do you got for us? All right. All right. So Part Two. Uh, so last time. Uh, <laughs> Last time we left you with like you uh, waited for him to talk. I, I, I know, to right? A, I was trying to do it quiet like in a movie theater. <laughs> you did it well. Okay, <laughs> or it's your daughter's ballet recital. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
so last time we left you with everyone knowing about the plan of San Luis and Francisco Madero retreating back to San Antonio without a hope of starting his revolution. It was uh, a bit of a botch job. It was a botch they job. It. They botched and it. And real good. quick, can we rewind? What was the plan of San Luis? The plan of San Luis was basically a call to arms, you know, like saying we're going to fight violently in order to get free elections. That was the main thing. And then there was a couple other demands. Power to the people. Yeah, yeah, and like kind of thrown in there haphazardly was this little thing about land reform. Yeah. And that's what most of these revolutionaries that we're going to hear about today gravitated towards. You know, like they, that in was their main. ways. Yeah, yeah. But that was their main, you know, that was their main issue. Well, I mean, they pretty much sold off everything oh, to yeah. the highest bidder yeah. and everything yeah. under the ground, too. Yeah. The mines uh, were a big part of that. Yeah, mines absolutely. Mines clean. They fucking <laughs> scooped the up that uh, by the green Yeah, um, ah, the gringos. So, purely by chance, two people started the revolution in the north of Mexico on their own, and uh, kind of unbeknownst to Madero. Oh, I'm so excited. Their well, their names were uh, Pascual Orozco and the governor of Chihuahua, Abraham Gonzalez, and they raised an army themselves and started taking cities. Neither of them were totally loyal to Francisco Madero, but again, they were attracted to these uh, these ideas. I do like that things were so bad that multiple... It was like, you're yeah. starting a revolution too? I'm yeah. starting a revolution. We should revolution together. Are you going <laughs> like, to steal this town? I was going to steal that town, but you can have it. I'll let yeah. you have that one. It was it was it's an like, excuse. It was an excuse yeah. to get going. I mean, I mean, you did take the last town, but yeah. I'll let you have yeah. this one too. Yeah. Now, Pascual Orozco, very important name in this story, he was kind of plucked from obscurity. He was born in the middle class on a hacienda in Chihuahua. He would, like, you know, find some success with, like, some gold mines and silver mines here and there, but no military background at all. So, like, his success in, like, these military accolades was kind of incredible, you know what I mean? He was like the mm -hmm. Bruce... Springsteen of Mexican revolutionaries. How was he the Bruce Springsteen? Or like the John Cougar Mellencamp. It's just like a working class it's guy. Blue jeans. Oh, it's because the blue jeans. Yeah, yeah, the blue jeans and the working class background. The Mexican <laughs> flag handkerchief coming out of the back pocket. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It. it was Mexican flag because it's Mexico. I thought that was yeah. George Michael. I don't know. <laughs> That was Bruce Springsteen. That was I, Bruce Springsteen. I know what you're talking about. I, I just, I got, okay, so, same handkerchief, different butt. My bad. Yeah, they both did that. <laughs> well, Orozco was highly influenced by the writings of the Flores uh, Magon brothers, the uh, anarcho-communist brothers that started, really started writing about how messed up uh, the situation was in Mexico. Yeah, shit's jacked, bro. Yeah, once they're there, once they're Magon. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he was caught several times with, you know, illegal anti-Diaz uh, material. So he was a true believer in the cause, just not necessarily a true believer in Francisco Madero. You know right. what I mean? And his his army that, that him and uh, Abraham Gonzalez raised was, you know, granted it was a lot of civilians because they kind of took civilians with them and soldiers, but it was around 30,000 people, ah, that's a couple which people. is insane. That, it's a big army. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like one ween show. <laughs> <You're right. 
But it's the same thirty thousand at every ween show. From yeah, what yeah. I well, that's a, that's pretty I mean, much. It'd be the, truth, the same yeah. person in that ar- the same you know yeah. at every army. Yeah, yeah. there's show. a teamich. There's a team. There's a teamich in. There's there's in one teamich inside of that friend of the show. Yeah, inside friend of, of our friend of the yeah, show. There's one guy who's really tall and way into Kermit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's fighting for uh, but the it was Mexican like, cause. It was like yeah. Kermit. Kermit Zapata because it was <laughs> Kermit Zapata <laughs> <laughs> was just a dude who hung out with him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they would take a bunch of cities in the north of, of Mexico and kind of kick the federal forces out. And uh, Diaz actually commented on this. He he would say like, well, of course they're winning up there. It's the terrain, the mountains. You just can't get to them. You know, they keep disappearing into the mountains. And they didn't know. have bunker busters yet. No, but they did have machine guns, which was oh, yes. which the, was kind of a change, you know. It's the first yeah. time it was the first time that they were used in that country's warfare. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like cavalry charges, we're going to get more into this later, but yeah. like cavalry charges would start to become obsolete. Yep. And guerrilla um, warfare and machine guns and trench warfare would right. become the norm. whatever the op- opposite of obsolete is. <laughs> the norm, yeah. <laughs> Looking for another word with salite on the end. Salite. Yeah. Uh, they were. They were. It's. It's just salite. Yeah. Yeah. Non-salite and salite. Obsolete and absolute. Absolute. Abs- is absolute. Is that right? Absolute. They become absolutely righteous. <laughs> Trench warfare is what I'm talking about. Their cause. So Madero found out that this was happening in early 1911. So he came back across the border and they had plans to take the city of Juarez because like, remember how we talked about how they were going to make the, the border town of Ciudad Porfirio Diaz yeah. their capital because yeah. it's like really punk. You yeah, know? it's a way to rub it in his fucking face. Fuck yeah, well, they, they scrapped that idea. They're like, ah, Juarez is more important. Yeah. So when they got to Juarez, though, Diaz kind of reached out and wanted to have some negotiations. He's like, maybe you don't revolt, guys. Yeah, he's yeah. like, necesito negociones. Because he's, he's losing. Yeah, that's accurate. Like, Spanish. Like, <laughs> like, you remember how he kind of took apart his military. So he's really losing. He's like, that was a that was a bonehead move. Yeah, and he even, like, tried to co-op Madero's message. Like, he was like, of course, of course we're going to look into land reform and free elections. Of course we are. Calm down, guys. But it just made him look desperate. Yeah. You know, didn't work. It it fell flat. That and like his health was in decline. He's getting up there in years. I think in 1911 he turned 80. Oh wow. Um, he yeah, he, his health was in decline. He also had an abscess tooth. Gross. So Get him like, pulled. Yeah, so I bet he, like, that stunk. He, he couldn't think straight. Like, because I don't know if you've ever had like a toothache oh, or something, uh, but like it affects. Yeah. yeah, it affects. He's trying everything. to run a country. He's got a bunch of bees in his bonnet. <laughs> you can feel it. Come on. Head. <laughs> Just get it pulled, man. You'll feel better. So, I mean, Madero, when he gets to Juarez, before they, like, do anything, he's like, oh, shit, maybe maybe there's a peaceful way out of this. And so he wants to do, like, the negotiations. Well, his entire army is standing there with their hands in their pockets, and they're like, you know, it'd be really easy to take this city. We should just go take this city. And he's like, nah, just yet. So for, like, a month or two, you know, a while, they're just sitting around while while they're having these... Negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, finally, Orozco says, we're going to take the city. Nice. Without, without telling Madero or anything. We're going to scoop it on up. They start charging, you know, the city, and Madero finds out, and he immediately cuts off negotiations and goes, yes, everyone attack. Yes. So it seems like he's in control, yeah. <laughs> but he's not. 
He's like, you guys were going there. We're all we're, we're all going. We're all going there, guys. It's like when you're telling your pet to do things that it's already doing. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, you're like, uh, good dog. Hey, eat, 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 eat your food. Good dog. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna say eat your own feces. Good dog. Yeah, good dog. Eat, eat, oh, puke on the carpet. Eat, eat the puke. Yeah, yeah. It's the dog show. I want to see. It's not it. about eating the puke. It's about how you eat the puke that really like sets you apart. So meanwhile, the Americans are looking at this happening and they're pissed off for two reasons. A, they're you know, all of their financial holdings in Mexico are now threatened, and Porfirio Diaz cannot control this insurrection. Yeah, they, so he's fucking shit up. The, yeah. the entire like, there's so much in this story where whoever is the current leader of Mexico, depending on the point in the story, America's looking at Mexico like when when my parents would go out on a Friday night and they leave my brother who was only three years older than me to watch me and he was like nine <laughs> and I was six. And then if he if something fucked up would happen, they'd be like, how did you let this happen? And it's like, uh, treating them like children, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I do think, I, I do think uh, Porfirio Diaz was way older than nine years old and I think that's <laughs> it's probably not the... That's important. It's, it's super important. <laughs> but they treat it's America treated them like it was like kind of like their ch- like when anytime anytime anything would get out of control, oh, they yeah. would like, like way we- micromanage them. Yeah. And then once things were going good, they would just disappear and it would be no support, no help, and just give us money. As long as they were making money, they didn't care. As long as they were making money, whenever things happened, that's when they started to to panic a little bit. And so under the guidance of the American ambassador to Mexico, Henry. Lane Wilson, who's a Wilson, big, big piece of shit. God, he's such a piece of shit. They, uh, the Americans made a big show of parading their their ships in the uh, me- like off the coast of Mexico as an exercise, uh, but everyone knew what was going on. Flexing. It, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, get and, shit together. And it's you know it made it made the Porfiriato look weaker than they actually were. And it made the revolution look stronger than they actually were. So it it helped the revolution more. Yeah. And like the Americans kind of get in like this impasse where they want to support revolution causes, because that's where we came from, right? Mm-hmm. But they're, they're looking at the next despot. Right. But they also want to make all that money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Scoop up that shadow. So they're like, know? who's the softest boy in the row so we can yeah. put him on top and then also get that money? Yeah. And as a note, I, I should mention that there were grumblings about uh, Madero's competency right away. I mean, that Juarez thing. But in like before that, people were thinking, hey, Madero's across the border over in San Antonio. Shouldn't he be over here fighting his revolution? Yeah. You know, that he planned. But once he was, like, he was in, like, a minor battle and, like, got shot in the arm. What wait, wait, was, wait, was it a small battle? Was it a it battle was, with minors? Battle. Or was it a battle <laughs> with children? <laughs> yes. with, yeah, with, with girls that are underage and we shouldn't be watching videos with them in it. I don't know where you came up with that. Online. <laughs> I hope. I came I, up with it online. I, well, you better cover your tracks there, Tyler. I'm saying we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be doing that. Okay. We're not. We're not doing that. I'm not doing that. I don't know if you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you really sounds. And, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I do watch a lot of videos with miners, but they're all mining for coal and gold and silver. And you jerk out. And I jerk off. <laughs> they're like, Ta hootie, I found gold, and I'm like, so did I. Inside of my dick. <laughs> so so yeah, he got shot in the arm, and so he walked around with his arm in the sling. Like a go, bitch. go for it. 
All right. He walked around with his <laughs> like, arm, his arm in a sling, and everyone was like, "Okay, he's he, you know, he's a he's a real hefe, you know." Oh, the boss. Yeah. Like Bruce Springsteen. Yes. He was ex- the new exactly like that. Working um, class guy, you know. Yeah. Still the boss. Yeah. Somehow. Still the yeah. That is a good point. How was he a working class guy? And the boss. And the boss. That's, that's a good run. question. That's let's not let's, one let's focus on that now. <laughs> so, Madero's plan of San Luis and Orozco's success in the north attracted a couple other people to oh, the nice. cause of the revolution. And if you know anything about the Mexican Revolution, you'll know who this is. Oh, I can't wait! His name at birth was Jose Doroteo Arango Arambula. At least I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. Zach is probably just like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) But he would later uh, change his name to Francisco Villa, or as we know him today as Pancho Villa. Pam, pam, pam! (laughs) Been waiting for him. I know, right? I love this man. He was the John Cena of the Mexican Revolution. (laughs) Looked just like him, but with a mustache. And the best mustache of the revolution, if I might say, and the best double bandolero, which is where we got the double bandolier situation from in pretty much all pop culture came from Pancho Villa. Yeah. You see Uh, Chewbacca, bandoliers. He got that from Pancho Villa. uh, The next guy we're going to talk about, I, I would say has a better mustache, but so it's no. more it's more elaborate. Did he have twin uh, bandoleros? He did, yeah. Fuck yeah! And we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk more about that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, now Pancho Villa Pancho Villa was inconsistent on where and when he was born because he kind of liked to create like a mythos around himself, well, like the Ash. Joker. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Joker of the Revolution. Yeah, but the accepted story is that he was born on June fifth. 1878 to sharecroppers in Durango. Does that make him a Gemini? Was uh, it Durango I don't or know. Durango? I, don't know I thought it was Durango. I've explained I both. I thought it was Durango. Is, is Zach, is it Durango, Durango or is it Durango? They don't, they don't have a Durang A sound like that. No, it's I think bad. it's Durango. It would be Durango. Right? Not Durango. I mean, I'd have to look at it, but I think it might be Durango. I thought it was Durango. Well, then I'm wrong. He was you're, born in you're Durango. Durango. <laughs> Durango. <laughs> he had a basic education. Um, you know, he was literate. Um, literate. Yeah. I but he said illiterate. He was literate. Um, he had to kind of go and support his family when his father died. So he had a very basic. I was a good guy. Education. Yeah, he had to support his family Word and whatnot. Guy, support, yeah. Like the boss. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you gotta be the boss to support your family. Yeah, it's the most boss thing you and, can do. And yeah. he had a lot of jobs that he worked as. And managed a, a Kinko's. At a creamery. <laughs> yeah, he was he a sandwich artist. Yeah. No. <laughs> Assistant manager. Assistant at manager the Kinko's. At, at Kinko's. But no. he still could call himself the boss if the manager wasn't around. Yeah. El- El Jefe. He was third key at a blockbuster video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had a key. Like, yeah, if you have a key, didn't. I mean, you don't. You can still be a CSR. Did you ever have a key at Blockbuster? Yeah, I had a key Hell at Blockbuster. Yeah. I was the Pancho Villa of the Blockbuster <laughs> in Bellevue, Washington. Uh, the twin bandoliers were an issue, I'm sure. <laughs> was not dress code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like a mule skinner, farmer, this and that. But most famously, he was a bandito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, 
And he had a couple of, you know, troops of, you know, bandits that he go around and rob trains and rob people. Oh, bad and, ass. The yeah. hardest thing about being a bandito is you got your bandito crew and you also have the mariachis that you got to keep out of the hail of gunfire. <laughs> and that's the way I imagine it. I don't think there's any historical backing on that, but I just no, assume they're there. you got to bring them on the train. As long as they're heading up the rear, they usually don't get shot. Yeah. But if you go too far ahead and they're in the back, you, you can't hear them and you're in another car. You can always tell a novice bandito gang if the mariachis are in the front of the gang. Yeah. they no. Once the music stops, it's really hard to keep robbing the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music is the motivating force. He would eventually go back to Durango, though, and kill a rich hacienda owner because he raped his sister. Oh, ah, real Liam Neeson. I killed move. him. Yeah. Which I mean, is dope. I don't blame him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, during this time, he was going by Arango, um, which was part of his name, but it kind of he kind of took it from being from Durango. Mm-hmm. So. Now, being a renegade bandit leader, arrested cool. and sentenced cool. <laughs> and sentenced to death by the Porfirios. However, because of his connection to a rich hacienda owner who was probably buying all of his stolen stuff, oh. he would be spared the noose. And it wouldn't be the last time, either, that he would escape. I want to play this video like game. Yeah, I know, it's right? pretty much Red Dead, but yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, yeah. But as, pa- yeah. playing as a As Poncho Villa, yeah. that'd be dope. I'd play that game. That would be dope. So instead of death, though, he was conscripted into the Federal Army. He deserted real quick after that, though. And went to Chihuahua, and he killed an army officer and stole his horse, and was kind of ride, riding around and riding we, around on his horse. <laughs> and it was it was around his corpse, like fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, circles, yeah. <laughs> dragged the body around yeah. like fucking Achilles. Yeah, in that uh, in that film Troy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That cinematic also, masterpiece Troy. It's also in the book. Yeah. Star Brad Pitt. It was around <laughs> this time that he started going by the moniker Pancho Villa. But his friends and the people that were closest to him called him La Cucaracha. Because he didn't have a poncho. Well, because you couldn't get rid of him. You couldn't kill him. Because he'd hide under the fridge when you... (laughs) He's scattered. They dropped several nuclear bombs on him, and every time he just walked out of the smoke, like, again. With, like, a cigar in his mouth. That's the best you got. Yeah. That's how he lights a cigar. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Inside 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 a mushroom cloud. In 1911 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. They had it early. Early adopters. <laughs> so from 1909 to 1910, he, he yeah, he bounced around and he kind of found a balance between raising hell and, like, legit jobs. Until he met Abraham Gonzalez, who recruited him into the Revolutionary Army and to Madero's cause. And, and Pancho Villa was a true believer in Madero. That's what kind of set him apart from everyone else in this story. He liked that, that land reform. Well, yeah, but he was a little apolitical. It, he, he he did want the best for Mexico, but he believed <laughs> that Madero could actually pull it off, and he, he did really respect Madero. And he did love to start shit. So that he combination... He was brash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a bit of a rude boy. He was. Cool. So he was made a major in the Revolutionary Army, and he was uh, 32 years old. Around this point. Ah. When, when this happened. This guy's so cool. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. so cool. I've been waiting for this moment the entire fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just get to Pancho Villa because he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's dope. Uh, and then there's another guy that's my favorite out of the two. Pancho Villa's dope. But there's this another man. better than Pancho Villa? 
I just, I think he's so Fucking, cool. He's the Pepsi to Pancho Villa's Coke. <laughs> sure. Oh, you're a Pepsi guy. I, get you. Okay. I, I don't know what, what that means. But this is in the south of Mexico in the uh, mountainous region called Morelos. And he also received the plan of San Luis, Madero's little revolution, and the success that was happening in the north. And he absolutely, like his, with everyone, the land reform thing was big, but with him, it was it was the issue, the only issue. And that was Emiliano was Zapata. Zapata. Yeah, who was super cool. Z Zapata? Zapata. Yeah. With a Z, hard Z. Z. They don't pronounce Zapata. The Z. I'm pretty sure it'd be pronounced Zapata. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Zach, I don't know. Do they pronounce the Z? Zapata, right? Not Zapata. Zapata. Zapato? Zapata. Zapata. Okay, so it's more of an S. I took Spanish one and two in high school, okay. and I remember. Oh, so you're a bit of an Almost authority. nothing. <laughs> Should have took Spanish three. I know hamburgueses. Hamburgueses. Yeah, Tyler. You don't pronounce the H. Yeah. It's not doesn't start with a J. Necesito hamburgueses. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do relate to that feeling. Yeah. Zapata what Zapata. Zapata. Zapata uh, was born the ninth of ten children. Um, it's a couple children. Yeah, he was he was born on a hacienda. And he too received, you know, a limited uh, education and at the age of sixteen, you know, he would go to work as a farmer and a horse trainer, which is something he kind of had the knack for. Like, he was a really good horseman. Like, he, he was in rodeos, races, and I guess bullfighting from horseback, which I did not know was a thing. It's way easier. Until now. I would imagine. If you're good at it. <laughs> I mean, you get away it. from the bull faster. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything like that happening? I, no. I I'd know. imagine you get a trident. <laughs> I would. I, and okay. it's over really quick. You get a trident <laughs> and you fight a lion. If you're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ancient Rome. Yeah, right. You get a net and a trident. Yeah. He actually uh, trained uh, Porfirio Diaz's uh, son-in-law's horses, which is kind of a just a strange historical twist. Fucking quinky dink. Yeah, right? Small uh, country, man. Yeah. <laughs> Zapata was a snappy dresser. Oh. Like, Pancho, Pancho Villa kind of dressed like a soldier, like... He was a man dub, of people. Double yeah. bandolero. Well, he had the bandoliers, he had, you know, but he kind of dressed, you know, in, like, tan, you know, not flashy... Camo cargo shorts. <laughs> if, if they were around back then, he would have probably worn them. Camo cargo shorts... <laughs> And like a black metal t-shirt, yeah, you know, like no, a, a mastodon or something, yeah. with the sleeves cut off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until the day he died, he he wore the uh, charro. Is that how you pronounce charro outfit? C H A R R O. Charro. 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 Yeah. I can't roll my R's. I'm not. Uh, yeah. It's not a churro outfit because that would be covered in. I'm not saying it with an accent. Delicious, but it's a, it's a great way to attract ants. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Probably not great. Is it it's not named after the singer, though. Is the singer named after that? <laughs> he dressed as Coochie Coochie Girl. That was Charles. a joke, Zach. <laughs> Which actually reminds me, I have one more question. Yeah. Is the city Chihuahua named after the dog or the other way around? I think it's the other way around. If if. But I, wouldn't I it be mean, great if they were, like, named it after the dog? That'd be dope. Like, I really like this one particular breed of dog for being tiny and hostile. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to name... A whole town after it. A whole town. The literally most aggressive dog breed that exists. It's the worst dog. <laughs> but it's so small that... There's no meat on those bones. I'm saying that they're aggressive. <laughs> Look it up. They're the most aggressive dog breed, that and dachshunds. Yeah. So the, the Charo outfit uh, was a tight-fitting black cashmere... 
Ooh. like suit, like Ooh. tight fitting black cashmere pants with like silver buttons down the side. But that got hot in the summer. I well, especially in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. a wide charro hat, a fine linen shirt and jacket with like silver spurs and like a scarf around his neck, and of course a revolver with like an ornate uh, holster on Maybe his hip. Pearl, yeah, pearl. something like that. Pearl yeah. uh, handle. Well, that'd be yeah. the yeah pearl handle with an ornate leather. And it's got a. They burn it in a scorpion yeah. on it. Something cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he was very proud of his mustache. Very proud of his mustache. I'm proud of his mustache. I'm yeah. not even him. <laughs> it's pretty dope. I'm pr- proud that I belong to the same species that grew that mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Sabata had ancient deeds to his, his land, which was stolen. So, it, and, you know, he wanted it back. You yeah, know? Imagine he wasn't too keen on that. No, no. He didn't want to so work on a hacienda. He's not like, whew. So glad they took my land from me. Yeah, I don't like, think anyone was like, also yeah. ancient deeds. Ancient, they're written they, on stone. They fought well, with the wrong guy. Well, what yeah. what happened is when the when the Spanish first came to Central America, they're like, here's some land, here's some small. Bucks. Once once they kind of mucked everything up, they kind of like had a moment of clarity, and they're like, okay, where do you live? Here, great. It's yours. Yeah. We wrote it down. That's all we did. And then is there you know, any gold underneath? No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. See you later. Can we grow anything on it? Yeah. Well, that's mine now. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. You know. And it was you know foreign people buying it, so made it even worse. So yeah, it was easy for him to decide to join the revolution because. You know, land reform. He wanted his land back. He was sort of a newly minted leader in his community because there was, like, this really old guy that lived in his community that, like, fought with Porfirio Diaz against the French. Um, And he was like, I gotta step down, you know. Zapata would uh, sort of take up that mantle and become the leader of, of... Morelos, basically. So people would look to him for the last word on things, and it it sort of made it... Official. Yeah, it made it official, and it made it possible for him to raise this, like, invincible peasant army. Cool. That The army in the south, the army in the north were very different. The one in the north was way more, like, traditional military style. Yeah. And then the ones in the south were way more guerrilla, way mm-hmm. more, like, peasants with guns. Like, Porfirio Diaz would call them, like barefoot savages, you know. Because that's what you do when you're losing. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah. He would want to fight the governor of Morelos in particular. One-on-one. Yeah. Fisticuffs. (laughs) Fisticuffs. He's like, me, you... Next to the fence outside the schoolyard. Mainly because the the governor... Me and Julio... Down by the the schoolyard. We're gonna fight you good. Porfirio Diaz installed the governor of Morelos, but he didn't want to be governor of Morelos. He wanted to... Stay home and have play a, video games, right? Yeah, right. He wanted to have a different position. I don't want to be a governor. So he didn't give a shit. He was like, I just want to kick about it. Mor- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kick it, party, get drunk. Yeah. So Zapata, he sent like a messenger to Madero to like talk to him and be like, hey, what's the plan, you know? But it took forever for the messenger to come back. So they just I mean, went into a revolt anyway. Yeah, they didn't have Wi-Fi back then. No, no, they didn't exactly have, yeah. you they, know. They had, they, had, they had the Morse code lines, the yeah, telegraph. they have the telegraph lines. The Morse code what lines. What do they call that again? Yeah. <laughs> the Morse The beep, 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 beep yeah. machine. <laughs> yeah, the beep, uh, beep, the beep, The beep machine. Yeah, so if you had to send dick pics, you had to do it by horseback. Yeah. So, or describe it. Yeah, yeah. just 
Can you describe it to me? Describe, uh, describe your penis to me. Yeah, describe it. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Over a bunch of penis. No, don't stop. Yeah. Let's stop. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Zapata, he, I mean, he made friends with Madero, even though they didn't, they hadn't met yet. It's a tenuous friendship. Yeah, because... They made friends since they haven't met yet, like, like on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bas- they were basically that. They were basically <laughs> Facebook friends, but they, you know, hadn't really hung out, you know? Yeah. Like, and I know him, but we haven't really, like, hung yeah. out, you know? And he was cautious of Madero, for sure, but he was gonna go along with the ride, because... Who else is gonna do it? Right. I feel like that... I mean, part of the reason I feel like they're kind of supporting him, Madero, is he's the guy doing it. Exactly. Like, if he wants... Exactly. It, it's yeah. going in that direction. We need a revolution. He's yeah. the guy... May as well. Just ride yeah. his coattails. Yeah. Well, it's that same thing where it's like, oh, you're doing a revolution? I'm doing a revolution. He's the guy yeah. doing the revolution. You yeah. want to do a revolution? Yeah. You get together, you do a revolution. Maybe he's not the perfect guy, but yeah, like... you get together with your buddies and you yeah. do a revolution. Yeah. Just revolt. Just do it. And he had this great quote, too, around this time where he said, Down with the haciendas, long live the pueblas. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. It's very, uh... Fuck poor, or, sorry, fuck, fuck rich... poor people. Fuck rich people. <laughs> poor people rule. Pretty much. It's the, uh, yeah. And the opposite so, of the, uh, Republican motto. Yeah. Fuck poor people, rich people rule. Yeah. So the governor of Morelos didn't want to be in there in the first place. He, uh, at this time now, he decides, I'm gonna go to England to watch the coronation of King George V. You don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. But Often, once he left... I never miss coronation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once, once he left, though, everyone was like, oh, he's not coming back. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, like, he's like he's, so yeah. I'm gonna go uh, check the coronation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coronation of like he's just he's like he's going like, through world events, seeing what country he can run yeah. away to. He's like looking it up on Wikipedia. What time? What, what year was this? Uh, this is like 1910, so, 1911, okay, sometime. One still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in full-on revolt now. Zapata is Zapata. Whatever. God, I'm gonna have it. such a hard time with this. Zapata. Yeah, yeah. So in May of 1911, the federal armies of Porfirio Diaz were scattered and decimated. Porfiriato began to have serious negotiations with the revolutionaries. M- Madero being wary of Diaz's intentions, he sent his representative, um, who would later be like a vice presidential candidate for him. He sent Francisco Vasquez Gomez to begin the, the peace talks. So on May 21st, 1911, the Treaty of Ciudad Juarez was signed, and it ended hostilities for the most part uh, for now, the treaty would guarantee free elections, and it would force Porfirio Diaz to abdicate his presidency. It would exile him and him and his closest friends to like yeah. Spain and Get France. Get the fuck out! Yeah. yeah. By the end of the month, by the way, so it's like the twenty first. So by the end of the month, he has to be gone. Yeah, you got ten days to yeah. get the fuck out of our ten country. days yeah. to vacate. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, on May 25th, 1911, Porfirio Diaz, his family, his top brass, they left Mexico forever on his boats. bottom brass. Yeah, uh, they went to France, right? They, they went yeah. to Paris, yeah. From what I understand, uh, in the coming years, things were pretty pretty easy for France. <laughs> yeah. Things uh, didn't, you know, become too big, too too hostile. No. Yeah. You know, there wasn't no. a fucking, they weren't fighting a fucking world war. No. No, that so didn't happen. So good move on their part. Yeah. France is the place to be. 
Yeah, he, he boarded boats bound for Paris. But as he was boarding his boat, Diaz said famously, Fuck Mexico. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I did two middle fingers. Yeah. See that. <laughs> he said, uh, Spin motherfuckers. <laughs> he said, Madero has unleashed a tiger. Now let us see if he can control it. Oh. Down. Yeah. And then everything was fine. Yeah. And that's the yeah. end of our story. <laughs> yeah, we don't have two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Diaz would, would live out the rest of his life in exile in Paris. Uh, he died peacefully on Did July he just hang 2nd. Out in Paris during World War One. He's like, man, these. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. didn't invade Paris. He was an old man. He died peacefully on July 2nd, 1915. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Like, and he's he, not... Yeah. I didn't expect him to fight in the war, but it's yeah. like, they're going through a war. Yeah, well, and... Rations and, are tight, you know? And if, if you remember from our first episode, he did have a vice president that kind of had to go with him in exile. Because mm-hmm. they were more f- afraid of him. Cheney, yeah. Just because he was younger, and they were all worried that Porfirio Diaz was going to die. And then he was going to take over. Right, and... Oh, like a but, Palin thing. But the crazy thing is, is that, like, pretty much as soon as he got to France, his vice president guy died of cancer. Ah! And so... So they did have cancer before the bomb. <laughs> All the conspiracy theory videos I've been watching online say that cancer was invented by nu- the nuclear no, testing. No, vaccines. Okay. They vaccinated him with cancer. Boom. <sighs> okay. I don't believe that. I am pro-vaccine, they're like, just uh, put that out there. They're, they're like, just we invented a new vaccine, sir. Would you like to try it? And he's like, yes, I would. By the way, what is this vaccine for? And they're like, life. And then he died. Oh, got him. <laughs> he got hit by a bus called cancer. But there was a, Like George Harrison. Yeah. There, there was a big old glaring mistake here in, in this treaty. Because Madero didn't want to just take power violently you know he didn't want to just seize power like he wanted to be elected he was an idealist and he was a man of principle and so he wanted to be elected so between may and october when the elections were supposed to be held he actually wasn't really in control of anything in mexico everything was just out of control well well they well they installed an interim president uh his name was francisco leon de la barra that's a good name who used to be the uh, uh mexican ambassador to America, mm. which is, I don't know, interesting. Until the elections were held, yeah, he, he would be sort of the, the go-between. But the time in between, that, that time from May to October, turned out to be the most crucial time for Madero. He just, he didn't really know how to handle it. Like, again, he was not really a politician. He certainly was not a revolutionary. He was busy, like, uh, romancing white chicks and taking them, like, windsurfing and stuff. <laughs> like, parasailing. Mm, yeah. he, he was a reformer. At best, he was not what the revolutionaries were really looking for. Yeah. He was not a radical by by really any means. He just wanted free elections. Really, is what he wanted. Um, no electric green, no hot pink, not radical enough for the yeah. revolution. <laughs> for the revolution. Yeah. So Madero boarded a train bound for Mexico City. You know, he was mobbed by celebrating crowds on his way there. It was like the intro to Hard Day's Night. Well. Yeah, he, he had a newspaper with his face on it in front of his own face, and then he brought it down, and it was his face, and that was the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good like in Hard Day's Night. Yeah, it's a good visual gag. Yeah, I've seen it in Austin Powers. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've seen, I've seen Hard Day tonight. It galvanized your hatred of the Beatles. And actually, yeah, I remember seeing that and being like. Who the fuck would watch this? Yeah, it's like a series of fucking music videos. Yeah. So yeah, the honeymoon 
would not last between Madero and not even really the Mexican people. Like, it was really just everyone around him. Everyone that put Madero where he was in power, basically. The Mexican people were like, let's give him a shot. And everyone else are, you know, well, we'll get to that. But uh, They should have voted for Pancho Villa. <laughs> Uh, not well known enough El, yet. El Presidente. Yeah. Yeah. He can put a cigar out on his so, tongue. So. <laughs> cigar out on his dick. <laughs> Pancho Villa. Pancho Villa. If anyone could do it. He dips his dick in water before he does it. That's the trick. That's yeah. the secret. Yeah. If you've ever put a cigar That's a lot of work. Yeah. You're like, well, I can put a cigar out on my dick. Someone just give me a glass of water. Give me a second to turn around. Real quick. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Show a badass I am. Yeah. So yeah, when it came time to like pick, you know, his the people in charge of his cabinet and like the governors of all these states, they went to all of these people that were loyal to the Porfiriato. Because where else are they gonna which, go? Which confounded most people. They're like, wait a That's minute, a weird, what, what? You just had a revolution against Porfirio Diaz and you kicked him out. And so you're going to drain the swamp. Yeah, exactly. And he just gave the jobs to these, like, outsider guys. Orozco got nothing. Mm. What what he got was he was going to manage the new federal army in Chihuahua. That's what he was going to do. Chihuahua. And Turns out there was no oh, army well, in Chihuahua. Well, well he was. He well, was an it. army of Chihuahuas. <laughs> uh, he wanted to be governor of Chihuahua, but he didn't get it. So he was pissed. He was pissed. It was insulting because Orozco... Like Pretty much put him there. And he was like, I, Chihuahua, is where the place I want to be governing. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for you to say, I, Chihuahua. Yeah. I'm scared. I didn't think of that. I've been thinking about those dogs. Like, Ren? Yeah. Hook? And Stimpy? He was a cat. He's a different Chihuahua. He's a big I thought they were both. Cat. I thought they were both. No. Oh. He's a cat. He's a domestic short hair. I'm just learning this now. <laughs> now, Zapata, on the other hand, he tried to remain optimistic and he even came down to mexico city to greet madero and that was the first time they actually met oh, i was gonna ask that yeah like, yeah it was the first time they actually met like, oh, i love your memes you post on facebook yeah really right. nice <laughs> i'm a real zapot head nice yeah. your political memes yeah <laughs> you know he, he told he sat down with madero and told him like this is why we went into a revolt like these reasons i hope you can respect that uh again remaining optimistic but he, you know, Madero told him, well, you got to demobilize your army. The revolution's over. You got to demobilize your army and we all got to put this behind us. And he's like, okay, but you know, you're, you're, you're going to institute agrarian reform, right? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, just, uh, disband your army. I mean, it's a great army, but you know, you know, it's just, I can't, I can't do the agrarian reform until you disband your army. I mean, well, well, and he's, well, come on. Sabata's sitting there thinking like, why aren't you disbanding like the federal army that was in place by the Porfiriato? Like, why not disband them? Why don't we become your federal army? Why don't you make my army the army? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, no, 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 hand in your guns. Yeah, he's like, uh. And, well, for a while, Sabata was sort of okay with that. Like, he was like, okay, well, you know what? If that's what it takes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire. And he kind of told his men, hey, no hurry or anything, but, you know, turn in your guns and whatnot. He's he's going to retire like Jordan retired. Like jo- like Michael Jordan? Yeah. Oh. Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele isn't retired. 
But you know yeah, what Michael Jordan said he was retiring, but then he didn't. He played a bunch of other sports and came back to basketball. Well, they don't do key and peel anymore. Well, that's true. Because they're doing bigger and better things, right? Well, one is. <laughs> hey, the, the other's in the voice of a hyena. And I know, I dig, I dig that. I like hyena. I'm wearing a hyena shirt. You can't see yeah. it. You're, wear, you're, you're literally wearing a Keegan-Michael Key shirt. But yeah. That's actually yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean to say to say the least, uh Zapata did not want to demobilize his army until he got a more firm guarantee that they were going to get land reform other than just Madero's work. <laughs> yeah, you know just what I mean? Like I, that he's like, you can't blame him. Yeah, you know? he's like, "Hey, I need I really can't do the land reform until you disband the one thing that would stop me from not doing land reform. Well, well Madero wasn't even president yet. Right. So, he actually like him and Zapata were I were just citizens they didn't have the authority to really do anything just a couple of bosses couple of working class guys yeah yeah but like also working class you know just supporting their family just support springsteens a couple of springsteens supporting their family they got a handkerchief hanging out jeans tight fucking just skin tight painted on jeans you can see that butt yeah, nice. American flag. Spring. Flag. Why does he have an American flag? <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, but it has We're a talking Mexican. the eagle with the snake or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it the is? eagle's yeah. grabbing up the snake. Did they have that at this time? I don't know. Actually, I don't know what their flag Did looked they like. I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was always that, or at least it's a pretty now. dope flag. It is frankly. a dope flag, like, honestly. The American yeah. flag sucks, despite how proud we are of it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, we don't have a fucking eagle eating a snake on it. No, no, that's, which is super cool. It should be like an eagle eating a, you know, a, a, a Frenchman. Yeah. On the American flag. Yeah. Or a, uh, I, I don't... A Native American. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing the, the American flag's good for is making bikinis out of, so you can put, like, a hot babe in that bikini and then give her a machine gun. But, you know, as time was passing, because, again, May to October, that's kind of a chunk of change. Zapata and, of course, Orozco, they started to feel abandoned by Madero, betrayed by Madero, and they were like, you know, and they started kind of distancing themselves from him. Starting to not know about this Madero guy. Yeah, except for Pancho Villa. Pancho Villa was like, give the guy a chance. Oh, his dick was hard for Madero. (laughs) So, you know, tensions were starting to grow, and... Madero was floundering on his promises and hiring all the wrong people. Remember when we talked about Bernardo Reyes, the guy that was really popular in the Porfiriato? Pretty, oh, yeah. Pretty still, you know, loyal to Porfirio Diaz. And he was gonna be vice president or even president, but he was sent to Germany to look after the... to take notes, basically, on the German military. He's gonna well, come back with some shit. Well, he came, he came back after hearing what was going on in Mexico, and he was sitting in Cuba. And he sent word to Madero asking if he could come back to Mexico. Madero let him come back. Literally one guy that could absolutely challenge Madero. He let him come back. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? You know? Yeah. He's like, I took all these notes about how Europe and America does warfare now. Yeah. So I got these. Yeah. This was still pre-World War One, though, right? Still, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. change a lot at that point. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that happens between May and October. Mm-hmm. Of 1911 in Mexico. And when Reyes came back, you know, he came back quietly, you know, kind of in secret. You know, he came to Madero and he's like, you know, uh, it was like a page out of the Porfirio Diaz book where he's like, I, you know, I don't want to be president, but I got all these people asking me to be president. So I hope you don't mind if I run against you. Like, hey, be president, be president. And I'm like, no. Like, yeah. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll suck your dick if you're president. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Madero was like, you know, I wanted free elections. It's totally okay if you run against me. Because, again, man of his principle. Which is respectable, but it's like, dude, you it's just a, had a revolution where people dumb, died. It's a dumb, bonehead move. And it's like, yeah, you were the leader of the revolution. I mean, come, come on, dude. Yeah. You were our president. people do elect the other guy, I mean, isn't well, that the point? The free elections? yeah. But the thing is about Bernardo Reyes is when he, like, went to find support, I mean, he was basically a counter-revolutionary. And it's like, you're going to the same place where there's just been a successful revolution, and you want to try a counter-revolution? He just didn't have the support. People were like, nah. Yeah. So he went across the border to San Antonio. San Antonio. Which is... Where Madero planned his little revolution, so that's not foreboding at all. Yeah. Later, the uh, Maderistas capture Bernardo Reyes and toss him in prison for sedition. Boom. And he would sit there in, in, in prison. You know, not executed, but he would sit there in prison. But carving little lines into the wall and then doing a little cross through them. For the amount of days that he was in jail, because that's what you do when you're in jail. Yeah, you, so. yeah, you got to count the days. Yeah, and those like five. He's got to dig out, and they slowly get a little bit wonky because then you're he uh, losing your mind. Then he starts doing the warden's taxes, and uh, yeah. and then he digs his gets way a out. Poster yeah. of a smoking hot chick, a Mexican yeah. chick. She's Mexican. Yeah, I don't know gets, who I don't know who a, a hot Mexican chick in this time period was. Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones is Welsh. No. <laughs> Good job, Tyler. Penelope <laughs> Cruz. <laughs> She's and she's Spanish. like Puerto Rican or something. Yeah. Rosie Perez. <laughs> Fucking no. Anyway, and he would do things like this all the time where he would like punish his followers. Anyone who was against him, he would like let Rome free. Like one time he got. That's like, it's a bit of an opposite day scenario. Yeah, like he, he got, he got wind of. It's almost like he doesn't want to be El Presidente. Yeah, he, he got wind of a, an assassination plot. One of his like top aides imprisoned these two guys that were going to assassinate Madero. And Madero was furious. He's like, we just overthrew this dictatorship that would just toss people in prison for no reason, and we're just gonna go back to that. I'm like, yeah, but they're gonna kill you. But that there is a reason. Yeah, and, and he goes, he goes, no, <coughs> you're going to prison, and I'm gonna let those two guys out. I feel like this Give guy... Give back their knives. You know, like, modern memes where they talk about, like, how much we all want to die? Yeah. I feel like this guy was ahead of his time. He was like, <laughs> yeah, these guys want to assassinate me and you put them in jail? That's my yeah. one way out, yeah. you know? Yeah. A lot of people were just like, whoa, 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 you know? And Madero was an idealist and probably not the best leader. And even though he was Madero, he was porphyrious about the situation. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he was perceived as just... Straight up naive in his decision-making, inexperienced as a politician. His country was in shambles. It had just gone through a revolution. Yeah, and he fucks kids. Um, he really... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was what people were saying at yeah, the time. I guess. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Over 200 years, or 100 years later. Maduro fucks kids. Maduro fucks kids. That's it's something true. that I heard was said one time. It's, well, by Chris. By Chris. <laughs> Yeah, I heard he fucks kids. <laughs> From a thing that he had earlier said. Because <laughs> I heard when I said it. Yeah, makes sense. And he didn't seem to take any interest in anyone who got him there. You know, the people who put him in place here. And so he was quickly surrounded by friends turned enemies. Greedy opportunists that Zero were... Zero enemies turned friends. Yeah, yeah, honestly. This this guy sounds to me like... Like uh, a real bungle. Bungler. Oh, he bungled the situation. I think he, he's... 
I think he wants to die. I don't know. I don't know about I that. I think that he... Is a nihilist? No. <laughs> he's certainly not. He's an idealist. I think he's a bitch, and he wants to die, but he doesn't have the guts to go through with it. He's like, don't worry, uh, let me, like, put the pizza in the oven, and then he drops it right on the ground. Ah. You put the pizza... Face down. It's not crust side down. You can't save it. There's nothing saving it. I mean, it landed in the dirt. It's gonna be full of dirt and pine needles now. (laughs) Because Maduro tried to put it in the oven. Yeah. (laughs) That's a brand new sentence. (laughs) I know, but that's something that uh, not a whole lot of people have ever said. It's Uh, full of dirt and pine noodles now because Madero tried to put it in the oven. (laughs) Without context, that's an amazing, amazing sentence. Yeah, he. I mean, he tried to please everyone, especially the people he could just never please. And And I'm going to please them the most. Yeah. Like his wife. Is he married? Uh, Was she hot? If she, if, if he is married, I don't know who it was, but I'm sure he was actually. He did have a family. Yeah. So... Couldn't please Let's any of speculate them. on the attractiveness of his wife. I mean, he was a decent looking dude. I'm thinking of 7.5. 7. Alright. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving you 7.5. Yeah, seven. Point five on the Dictor scale. Which <laughs> is a scale, scale. I, Yeah, it's a scale I made up for how much of a boner there I was no for way God's I've sakes. never heard that, but there's no way you came up. Like No. Some other guy who's pretty drunk and is fatter than me the came up with that. Dictor scale <laughs> has to have been a thing. Uh, I've lived 35 years, I've never heard that and I can't I'm really I'm glad that I that. said it here because I feel like if I said it if I heard it in another context I'd hate the guy that said it yeah that guy's a dick yeah. oh everyone now hates you for saying that Tyler but I said it in jest <laughs> that's what they all say Tyler <laughs> I think there's people who would say things like the Dictor scale 100% unironically. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, she's she's like a 7.5 on the Dictor scale, bro. And I yeah. said it ironically, That guy's a really guys. cool guy. I didn't mean it for realsies. The guy's actually really <laughs> nice. Like, he smashes puss, but he's a nice guy. He okay. wouldn't smash all that puss if he wasn't nice. Yeah, he treats him well. Like, he's not a bad guy. <laughs> so, uh... His name is Derek... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and he's he's at least an eight point five on the Puster scale. Which is, oh yeah, ooh. that's the scale. I'm it doesn't really roll off the tongue the same way, but it's about pussies getting wet. That's the scale I'm talking about. Yeah, I am a one point five on that scale. I'm pretty low. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing great. <laughs> I'm not doing great. Uh, I'm a married man, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, do you want to keep talking about the Mexican Revolution? Yeah, yeah I would like to get back to the Mexican Revolution. Fair enough. Friends turn enemies. Greedy opportunists. That were just sort of nipping at power, like their newfound power, and kind of trying to weasel their way into the government. And in October of 1911, Francisco Madero was elected president uh, by a landslide, and he would sit on top of this powder keg that was ready to go off, with Madero himself waving the match over the fuse. And that is where we are going to leave it, until part three... Of the Mexican Revolution. I, oh, I, yeah. If I was elected so part three is about how his presidency goes really well. Yeah, it goes really well, and everyone puts down their guns, and it's all okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> actually a really good president. If I was elected president, I'd want it to be elected by a mudslide. <laughs> Like the drink? Yeah. Or like an actual mudslide. No, no, like... Those are dangerous. There would be both. There would be a mudslide that several people don't walk away from, but there would also be a lot of mudslides. It's like all those landslides I feel like I used to hear about in Oregon that would, like, crush cars and shit, where they're driving down, like, Highway 101. Well, that's what you get when you deforest, man. You get erosion. I didn't deforest. Well, Mm. your parents did. Yeah. My dad did. Yeah. (laughs) 
himself. <laughs> Your dad's like, I'm cutting down all these trees by myself, and if anyone has anything to say about it, they can go suck a they, dick. They can suck my dick. They yeah. can come talk to me. Yeah. I'm cutting these trees down. And I know it's lines. raining tomorrow, and I'm cutting down all the trees. I'm not going to use the lumber. I just want a landslide. To I'm going to throw pulling, the ocean. I'm pulling up the roots and throwing them in the water. <laughs> That's what my dad said. Yeah. He said that, and he did that, and I found out today he has three Facebook accounts, yeah. which... I think means he's an old person. Yeah. Also, yeah. I heard him say things about like girls being like an 8.5 on the Dictor scale one time. Oh, my dad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my dad. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. As he's throwing fucking roots. So anyway, speaking of roots, uh, we really got to the roots of the Mexican Revolution. Nice. nice. That's a segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah nice. it is It is going to be four episodes, but it. I, I want to do the story justice, so stick with us, and uh, thank you for listening to our History Boys podcast. History Boys! The one and only original... History Boys podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to anyone else call themselves these pretender History Boys because it's not true. We're the only History Boys that you need to listen to. That's History Boys with a Z. It's History Boys, B-O-I-Z. And look us up on all the, you know, all the social medias. Follow us. All the things that we will put ourselves on. We will put ourselves on social media. If you find us, you've already found us. Boom. I guess that's a good point. How are they... How are we going to tell... We're telling them how to find us? Yeah, we're preaching the choir right now. Like, you found us! Yeah. Anyway, goodbye, everyone. Have a good night. Goodbye. All right.